want to stand next to a like me that really do it, and you don't do it. What's up, cold water? What's up, world? We're back for another episode of Sticks and Stones. Um, we are going to be talking about lights, cameras, actions tonight. But before we uh, jump into that, uh, what's up, gentlemen? Matt, Jick. You on mute. Y'all on mute. Y'all on mute. I'm mute the mics, man. Uh, <laughs> what's popping, my guy? What's up? What's up? What you got ready for the night, man? Ready. And we got we got a uh, we got a heavy hitter coming shortly, man. We gotta you know gotta be ready. I know I got my drink ready. You know keep my keep my my beat wet. I don't know about y'all. Try to get me like the way that sound. Give me some wings right now, man. Keep your beat wet. Keep that beat wet, bro. What? Pause. Hey, hey, it is what it is. But look, before we jump into that, we know it's tax season. So for all y'all out there who don't file your taxes. File your taxes. For the ones of y'all who do file your taxes, uh, give my boy Tony Jones a chance. You know, Tony Jones is a tax specialist uh, located in Coldwater, Mississippi, but he's serving all 50 states as needed. So um, my man out there trying to do something positive. Uh, it's tax season. Uh, as you guys see the flyer here, uh, feel free to also go to our page. So we shared his advertisement. And, um, you know, as you see a call out here, you can get up to 9500 in tax advance if necessary. So reach out to Tony Jones for all your tax needs. Hey, text Texas to 662-501-6555. And his arms ain't folded, so you know he mean business. <laughs> the arms folded got a bad rep, so he, he ain't got his arms folded on there. So you already know what's up. Yeah, man, you can't trust them folded arms, bro. Them folded arms, mm. yeah, I don't know part of that. But, uh, but yeah, reach out to Tony for y'all tax needs. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know. Hey, without further ado, man, I'm going to turn it over to my boy, Jake. But first, let's bring on uh, our boy, Preston. Preston what's, up? what's up, man? What's up? Happy to be here. Thank y'all for having me. What's going on, bro? Thanks for coming on. No problem. No problem. Yeah. So I'm going to turn it over to Jake. So, man, tonight, um, we are honored to have uh, the legendary mm, nah. uh, Preston James, man. Thank you. Um, just... Uh, Excited to have you on tonight, man. We know you got a lot going on. Uh, we know you're busy at the Dr. Patel office on the Monday morning. So, <laughs> hey, we glad we glad you was able to stop by and give us some time tonight, man. But uh, please save it. Yes, yeah, definitely appreciate you, Mac. Okay. E, Mac and E, man. Like we we were uh, me and Prince, we were brothers before we knew we were kin. Yeah, really. See, they went over your head, Eric. I, I got you. I got you. Anyway, so, yeah. But now, man, like, grew up together, man. College roommates. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And all that. So, man, appreciate having you on, man. No, I appreciate y'all having me here. This is extremely important to me. Like, it seems like we all literally grew up together, all of us. So, yeah. For real, though. Yeah. No. Cool. I, I remember the long socks. The long striped socks you used to wear, man. You already forgot <laughs> about that, then. Yeah, I didn't forget about that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean, darn. Now you good? You, okay, yeah. My dad will be watching. You I know he gonna be watching. <laughs> yeah, and then look, let me let me add one more piece, fellas. Too, uh, I think it was a few years ago. Princess stood in my garage and told me I was supposed to be doing something. Yes, man. Yeah. Platform. So that dude, like Jordan, is made for like 
all of y'all are really big. That man always had had that knack for this. You know what I'm saying? This content and everything. Yeah. yeah. So man, I, I appreciate it. And uh I'm glad I was able to these fellas right here trusted me to uh believe in the vision. And so here we are tonight, episode eight. Yeah, hey, hey, hey Princeton, when he was talking to me about it, he didn't have his arms folded, so we were good. <laughs> you know it was serious, man. It was good. <laughs> you know it was serious, and it, it's something special. It's crazy that I probably ain't been in, the, in cold water in the like probably like a few weeks or whatever, but today I had to go to cold water, and it was just some type of special feeling about that place, man. Like, no matter where we go, it's just something special about cold water and being raised there, man. It's just so beautiful. So, yeah, I think it's ironic that we're doing this today. and yeah. And you was yeah, 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 yeah. But man, we ain't gonna hold you, dude. We're gonna jump right into it, man. I, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the show or not, but uh uh the, the running theme we have right now is uh just trying to highlight us, yeah. like you just said from cold water, man. So with that being said, Mac, we're gonna uh, we're gonna jump right into the interview. First and foremost, again, we appreciate you taking the time out to be with us. Um, so I'm going to hop right in, uh, you know, with the question that I kind of ask everybody at the gate is how did growing up in cold water prepare you for the world? Oh, man, that's really easy. It gave me like cold water, which Jordan and I can both like attest to our journeys of that. It one talk about the belief in God and having that foundation of principles when it comes to faith. But the other thing, man, I promise you, um, cold water teach you how to treat people, man. Just like no matter what. People, like the common denominator of a lot of people in Coldwater, people can say whatever about them, but they all learn how to treat people well. And that's also something that you really can't teach people later on in life. You either got it or you don't. You know what I mean? So I'm just grateful that I learned that there because had I not learned that, that's I don't think I would have been able to like accomplish what I've accomplished, which I feel as though I got so much, like so much to go. But um, learning that really opened up a lot of doors, and that's my main tool of networking now. Just treat everybody well, no matter where they are, who they are. And I learned that from cold water, and of course, God first. And mm -hmm. I learned that also from cold water. Yeah. So, yeah. so you uh, well, you just mentioned uh, God, and it's yeah. like you know, we grew up in a church that uh, gave us leadership and responsibility, you know, early on, right? Early. And, uh, so I was thinking about this interview today, and I'm just like, let me run down the list. So we got praise dancer, <laughs> usher, Us. choir member, right? Yeah, choir director. You gonna start with praise dancer? That's so. <laughs> you know, you know, you had the paint on your face. So okay. yeah, on our face. Hey, <laughs> man, crazy. <laughs> Praise dancer, usher, choir member, choir director, yes, singer, yes, keyboardist, oh, band member, drum major, oh, got demoted, but yeah, I was we go to we go to Oxford, we got <laughs> gospel choir, oh, we yeah. got circle back to that man, what? Right. Step team, yeah, step captain, yeah, parties, yeah, fashion shows, yeah. and also pride of the south, man. Yeah. So with all that being said, right? <laughs> with what you're doing right now, yes. Was there a defining moment in any one of those roles that you participated in growing up? 
that you can look back on and say, okay, at that moment, I knew I was going to be doing what I'm doing today. Yeah, man. So I would say when I got to college, that's when, because I was kind of like, in, I was still in like a shell. When I got to college, I was kind of like out of a shell. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when I pledged, that's when things changed where I was like, okay, cool. I, I could feel like I can go on and do this and I have the confidence and the tools to do it. Like when I play as a fraternity, they used to make me speak and stuff and that helped me there. But I would say early on, I knew it was something like different and I knew I wanted like a lot out of life. I just didn't know where to put it. I thought it was acting, but then later on I figured out it was more than it. But uh, I would say one church being, I know it's weird that I laughed at that, but being a praise dancer because it was like, the form of creativity it was a form that we can express ourselves creatively and then i also said being on the step show stage because i was putting shows together but didn't understand the terminology when it came to like a stage manager blocking or you know what i'm saying or developing the character i didn't understand that so i would say like praise dancing and, and step shows are two that equipped me the most and then ame being an ame church yeah we were, we were doing robert rules order at like eight nine you know what i'm saying so yeah. That, helped, that helped as well. So I would say those would be the two positions that really, really helped me. George, what made you list up? <laughs> you know he got to do so odd, man. You know he ain't going to do right. You know he going to do right. <laughs> All of them, man. Did I lie? Did I lie, though? Yeah. Nope, not one time. You didn't lie. Other than drummers, you know I got demoted from that. that hey, man, wait, wait. I couldn't do it because I was late when I got breakfast. Hey. I yeah. it, it don't matter what I said. Hungry or drum major, I'm gonna get something to eat. With the X on, I was about to say you with some flavor seal. Yes, sir. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was. But yeah, that's why I think with two of the defining moments when I was like, man, you know what? I I really want to do this, and and it's even if I don't, I want to put my full effort towards it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Prince, a quick question. Mm-hmm. So, who outside of your parents? would you say was most influential in your life in Coldwater to make you the person you are now? Man. Y'all know what in Coldwater, we had so many good teachers. We had a lot of good teachers that really, really poured into us. I would say this, and I bet you he would never, I don't know if he watched this, but he would never, he don't even remember it because I never, I don't think I've seen him since to say that. One day, Kenzaki, Kenzaki, is he still working? The area, he's in, yeah, he's in Hernando. Hernando. One day, I forgot what we were on the bus for. It's probably like a band. I forgot what it was for. I think it was like a college day, something. But it, we, we were young. I think it was like a beta club, club trip or something. Kenzaki was at the back of the bus. He told me, he said, son, it's something about you. And it's something special. He said, but don't never lose it. And I remember I was like in the eighth grade or something. He said, something different about you. It's going to be extraordinary. He said, it's it's just something that you won't be able to explain. You may feel like you're out of place or whatever, but he said, you're going to be something extremely great one day. And you got to make sure you stay in in who you are and who you, and then um, stay true to yourself. That's what he said. Stay true to yourself. But you're going to be somebody one day. And he said, you, it's just something different about you that's never come out of this city before. And I was like, what? I thought, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's I was like, wow. Well, and I didn't know how to take that as a eighth, ninth grader, but that that one always stuck with me because they, out of all the teachers that I had, we had some amazing teachers, but nobody had never just like stuck it to me like that out of the blue. And mm-hmm. that man, that stuck with me. And sometimes I pulled it out of my back pocket to be like, damn, you know, that, you know that's true. Yeah. yeah. And you know what, man? That's what's so exciting about this platform because 
Yeah. You know, we ain't, we ain't got no rules. We make our own rules. Yeah. And yeah. just like you just mentioned Kenzaki, I'm sure Kenzaki had no idea that he I, had I, that influence on you. And, you know, yeah. now when he see you on TV, when he see you, you know, producing something or running the camp, yeah. now he can say, you know, this guy thought enough of me to say that I was influential to his life now. So that, that's big. I'm going to run that clip tomorrow and tag him in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, I gotta give credit. I, can I do more than one? Go ahead. Yeah, do your thing. Do your thing, man. Show, show, man. Big, big, big Ricky put a lot of fire under a lot of us as kids. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like with him, he made us feel like we can do anything. It was no big eyes, little use. He, he treated every child the same. And so, Big Ricky was one of the ones that let folks know, hey, you can do, you can literally do anything. Him, Coach Spiva did too. Didn't matter what it was. So, like yeah. I would say. Those are the three that, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you gonna give me no credit, Ricky Coach Five, man. So, so you you gonna give me no credit when I told you you got to wear black socks and black converse? I mean, yeah, you you did it. Okay, too. okay, I, mean, I, I give you credit. For that. You know what I'm saying? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta get credit though. That's nah, just just mess with you, man. But look though, um, but now, now that we uh we gave flowers to the public, mm -hmm. you know, let's talk about um Mr. Ridge and Miss Piggy. So you know. Uh, coming from where we come, man, you know, coming from where we come from, you know, acting, producing, and stage plays and all that, you know, we know who Tyler Perry is, what Tyler Perry do. Yeah, but it, it's, it's uncommon where we come from. Yeah. So kind of touch on, man, how, how supportive your parents have been throughout this process and, and what it's meant to you. My parents, so when I first figured out I wanted to be an actor, I was like eight or nine. I know nobody knew because I didn't tell nobody. When I went to school, y'all, huh? Joe didn't tell me. <laughs> that man crazy. I didn't, I didn't tell nobody because I was, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, I was afraid. Like, I was afraid of being like judged or what that looks like. You know what I mean? All that. But uh, I went to school. Don't ask who the teacher was because it's too close. I went to school, told the teacher. She told me to be realistic. You're going to be an accountant because you're good at math. And I was like, yes, ma'am, I'm going to be an accountant because I'm good at math. And, you know, I got my degree in accounting. So that's Shout out to Sharon Jones. Don't. Wait, Nah, it wasn't it. It was way before we got to high school. So that man said, don't ask who the teacher is. This decent stone. We need to know who the teacher was. He needs to know who it is. Damn. So trying to shatter dreams. Yeah, but she didn't mean it. She was just like, ain't nobody else came out of cold water to do that. You ain't gonna be able to do that, baby. You gotta do something more realistic. But anyway, I went when I went to tell my dad, he was like, Yeah, you can do it. It's just, you know, I don't know how, but you can do it. You know what I mean? So they've always been supportive, even if they didn't see how to get it done because it was foreign to them. They've always been supportive. Now, when I get got to the stage where I was gonna quit my job, they were like, My dad was like, Man, don't leave the job. Make all right money. You got 401k. He's like, Man, don't leave the job. Gonna take a leave or something. So that was when they was like, kind of like, hey man, come on now. And then but after I left my job, and then after I stopped asking them for bread on bills, my dad would tell people, don't, don't nobody tell him to go back to this job. <laughs> just, <laughs> good, just chill. So he's been fully supportive. So I can't remember a show. We probably done, man, we probably, we probably performed under the company's umbrella probably over like 400 times. And I can't name one time that my parents weren't there, both of them, yeah. not one. Not that's one time. So dope. they've been so supportive. And like even when we go out of town and stuff, they every time we hit the stage or the curtains open or we, you know, do a dinner theater, anything, they always, always there. So I'm so grateful to have, you know, them and they, you know, they're just some kind people. I gotta say that they some real sweet people. Yeah. Let me yeah. tell you, let me tell you, let me tell y'all when I knew 
This Reggie Eggman was a real Princeton threw a party in Olive Branch. Don't start, Joy. <laughs> so he so happy with the food. I don't know what it was, but all I know, I was dancing. I looked around, and this Reg was walking through the party with a 50 piece from Dodgers. I was like, It's <laughs> your boy. <laughs> Hey, and that, that's all Jordan needs. Dodgers, man. That's all he needs. That's all he needs. Top five. Hey, also, shout out to Sherwin Williams for being a stepping stone for Princeton. You know, yeah. uh, I, don't, I don't know if you remember, but I called you about a job when you was at Sherwin Williams. Yeah, I remember that. I do and, remember and, that. And I don't know if you remember what the conversation was, but I, all I remember is you telling me, yeah, bro, uh, it's all right, but I'm about to get out and do my own thing. I was like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember calling you, man. Oh, Miss Grady, always trying to help Mississippi State get on. Yeah, shut up. I, you. <laughs> I will mention that. That's you know what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. I remember that, man. I remember being like, nah, I'm finna go get out of here. But it's a good job, though. I should have, I should have yeah. told you to go ahead and go for it. I mean, but you rich now, so you don't need nah, don't don't start that. <laughs> hey, you, hey, don't start that. Hey, but look, though, yeah. check it out. My phone gonna go crazy now, boy. Right. Hey, I already <laughs> called him. Right, some block numbers, but uh, yeah, man, shout, shout out, man. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have Sharon with you. It taught me how to manage too because I work for two terrible managers, man. They would, hey, Patrick, don't ask another question before I ask one. Hey, uh, hey, I rules see and regulations fixing your mouth, getting ready. Hey, now nah, what I was about to say was, yeah, man, man, go ahead, man, go to the next topic. He was just about to talk about that. I appreciate yeah. you before I transition to, I guess, a, I guess, what they call a great segue, uh, going back to you know. Taking that leap of faith, uh, like what made you make that decision? Like what what feeling came over you, or when when did you decide? You know, like you know what, I'm gonna just go for it. I'm gonna just jump. Man, let me tell you. So I was, uh, I had joined this church in Atlanta. It's called New Life in Decatur because I was working in Atlanta with the financial services regional financial services office with Sharon Williams. So it was all right money, but it just would always leave some type of way. I was still not having no money, but I was making good money. It makes sense. So uh, the preacher preached about operating your gift. He said, people will suffer if you don't operate in your gift. And I quit my job. I could feel that he was talking to me in that moment. It was 2016. It was like May 22nd. That's a Sunday. It got to be. Because I quit my job on May 24th, 2016. And the only reason I didn't quit on that Monday because I had to submit my vacation days in order to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't approve until that Tuesday morning. I promise. I put it on my vacation. I, I was then, and my boss knew because I put everything in. So I was like, starting Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm gonna be on vacation. And then you just, I'm, I'm gone. So I went to the office. I said, hey, I'm, I'm resigning. And she was just like, I knew when you put in your vacation days. But she was like, you always got a place here or whatever. And I left my job, man, and I booked a building here without a script. It was before I, before, when I was working that job, I had never written anything. I had never directed anything. I never produced nothing. I was only acting. So I booked the building without a script, without a cast, without enough money, without anything to go up. That was May for the play, The Royal Family, to be that August. It was the most terrifying summer of my life. But I could feel God telling me, if you don't do it now, you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life. That's how, that's how timely it was. Yeah. And I ain't, I ain't, like, I felt a few times like that heavy since then, but before then, I had never felt that. So after he preached about, like, people will suffer if you don't operate in your gifts, I had been, like, sitting on it for a while, and it had clicked in me, like, it ain't about you. You need to go out there and do it. So I left the job on that day, and I came back in 
finished writing the play on the day of the first rehearsal. It's it's a crazy story. I, I called the people and booked them. Like I was like, Rakita, you're gonna be in the play. Bianca, you're gonna be in the play. Shay Brown, you're gonna be in the play. I didn't audition nobody. And that's how we started. That's dope, up, man. I told you it was yeah. a great segue, Fit Patrick. So as we transition into operating in your gift, <laughs> yeah. a few years ago, I remember you saying or oh, posting it on Facebook, and, and it yeah. stuck with me. And I think we probably chatted about it or something. Yeah. Uh, it motivated me. You said, like you just said, operating your gift. You also said people will suffer if you don't operate in your gift. Yep. So my question was going to be, talk to us about that when they hit you and how you use it today. But you kind of already just answered that question. So I'm going to let Jordan uh, go ahead and slide. And then I'm going to circle back. Okay. Yes. So, how are you going to circle back? How are you going to circle back? I do what I want to. This thing is gone. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> go ahead, Jake. <laughs> So I was just gonna ask, you know, now that you, you know, you're in this this arena, like, how do you like tell the talented from the gifted? Like, I know, like, where we're from, you got a lot of talented people. Like, I feel like we walk the halls with a lot of talented people. But like, what you're talking about operating in your gifts, like, how? What are the characteristics or the traits that separate the two? The talent from the, the gifted man that's such a great thing i think talent can be taught like you can have a like you can have a talent to do something and then you can like build that skill level to grow with it but a gift is just something you're born with and is inside of you and <clears throat> you're the only person with that like okay it, it could be other writers but i'm the person or you the person or you the person with your specific gift that is assigned to other people these specific like like destinies you know what i'm saying so i think that like when navigating, at least in my career, like, yeah, you can teach somebody how to write, but like, it's some things that like, I know God gave me. I know there are some stories that he gave me because for me not to have any writing classes at all to do the play, I know it couldn't have been me or for me to like calculate, oh, if I'm gonna meet this person and this person gonna meet this, I can't do that. I'm just operating in my gift and it continues to create and make room for it. Like for instance, I work with a lady now her name is Mona B. Mona B is so cold. She's a beautiful black woman, but she's also department head of the show I work on now. But she said that she was self-taught how to do hair. You know what I mean? And now she like did hair for emancipation. She was over the hair department for respect or for like on Watchmen. And she did Lovecraft Country. You know what I'm saying? It's things like that. But she said like God gave her the gift, showed her how to make wigs and stuff like that. So I think that's a gift. But somebody can have the talent to do so and go to school and learn. And it's just as, you know what I'm saying? Both are important and both are great. But uh, I would differentiate those from like being the talent and the gifted. So I'm just grateful to be able to walk in the gift God gave me, man. And yeah. I'm excited to see y'all do yeah. the same thing too. Appreciate that. Yeah. What you got, Matt? I'm waiting on feet patch, man. I ain't got nothing. Go ahead, dog. Just turn to red, holding your breath. Go, go ahead. I was gonna say, man. So, uh, Prince, uh, to to that point, man. Um, yeah. You know, how will someone know if they are operating their gift versus, you know, somebody chasing paper, somebody yeah. who's doing something that somebody else wants them to do? You know, we 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 know a lot of people who probably tried a career and they didn't like it, and then they switched to something else, but. Yeah. You see and hear about a lot of people doing things because other people want them to do it. So how yeah. does somebody know that they're in their gift? Like, how did you know that you know that's, that was your gift? 
man, things started falling into place. They were still challenging, but they were falling into place in ways that I could not explain. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like I was able to connect with a person that came to the play that a year later I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like even prime example, operating the gift. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna go do some studying. So I'm gonna go to this film festival in Atlanta. So I went to a film festival in Atlanta. I met, I reconnected to a guy that was like Tyler Perry's right hand. His name is Mark E. Swinton. Y'all can look him up. He produces all the Tyler Perry stuff. You know, like he handles his stuff. He's a head of television, film and theater at Tyler Perry Studios, or head of development, something like that. Anyway, I went to this festival, saw him again. I had already acted in a play he had directed like two years prior. You know what I'm saying? And then when I saw him again, we reconnected. And I was like, hey, could you come to Memphis and the and um, like we do like this cooler to help build the creative economy in Memphis. He was like, yeah, just hit me up. Let me know. I'll come down there for you. So busy. I hit him up. He came down here, saw some actors here. The next year they auditioned for him. And one of them, Bianca just booked, like she just shot a Tyler Perry show like two months ago. So I think like those are things like operating your gift. And I can't take no credit for that. It don't matter how smart or how talented or I think I am. If I'm not operating my gift, God can't like work and use us as vessels to be able to do stuff like that because we're only vessels. So I think like that's the difference because it would have, if, if I just would have been operating in like talent, it would have just been me, hey, let me put the pen to the paper. Let me go and take these notes back and do that. You can do that as well, but make sure you operate in your, in your gift to be able to say like, all right, cool. I'm here for this reason. And I'm gonna ask God for like guidance and direction and not always understanding and the why behind what he do, what he do. And just like, let it go. So I would say, man, when I started to see how things would come together and how I would like get jobs, I ain't even never submitted no resume for these jobs. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I know it ain't got nothing to do with like my talent alone, but yeah, that's how that's how I be seeing it. When things calculate and they come together in ways we can't explain, in ways we can't deliver or execute on our own. So that's what I see it. Yeah, that's pretty neat, man. Yeah, super dope. Yeah. So, um, just jumping into Preston James Productions. Mm -hmm. So, first, let me ask you a question. You know, I know you got the plays. You know, uh, what, what is Princeton James Productions for everybody who just only know Princeton Elkins and don't know yeah. what Princeton James Production is? Yeah. So, if you don't know that, so it's just my first and middle name because a lot of people think I just came up with James and it is my actual middle name. Look at your smile. Yeah. He's been knowing that forever. He's been knowing. There's another, another piece to that, though. Oh, Princess James. Go ahead, Joe. Cartel Eccles. That's my whole name. I got two other names, man. Me and my sister. So I so Prince James Productions is a production company that inspires, engages, and entertains audiences with live and theater, live and digital productions. So um, yeah, so that's what we do. So it, it has three different facets. So we have theater, which includes like the murder mysteries, the regular theater, the children plays, anything that we do live. And then we had the film and television portion, like we just produced a film last year and produced a few shorts and we got a few things in development now. And then the outreach portion is a cooler and it's just helping build a diverse creative economy. So that's what the kids camps and the mixers and all that stuff. So we just want to, overall, we want to just help build a creative ecosystem. So as we get work, we're training up people to, to do the work as well and to create equitable wages for them to make a living. So that's us in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, so with that, and when you're looking for people, do you look for experience or do you look for potential? Both, man. So I look 
for I look for potential more than experience though. So like, because a lot of us kind of like started out together. Like me, Rakita, Brandy, a lot of us started out together. But uh, I look for experience because I want to make sure that you're good at it. But like sometimes people come in with a natural gift and they just need to be cultivated. But most of all, I look for integrity, man. Like so, if you got integrity, we can we can go ahead and and rock it out. You know what I'm saying? We got integrity because we know like you're gonna mean what you say. You're going to say it and do it, and then you're going to do it at a certain standard. Then I also, this may sound crazy, but I look for people that's going to be on time. Because that's I, 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 I wouldn't make it. I'm always, I'm always like three minutes late. I don't care where I'm going. Yeah. Like three minutes late. That's, you, can, you, can, you can manage that. I know. You can just leave three minutes. But if it's important, <laughs> I'm, it's important early. <laughs> it's important to be early. Only because like you're dealing with like crews and, and, and like People, so if one person not here is affecting everybody in the scene that they need to, yeah, that was yeah. the hardest thing I had to get under wraps. But we got it, we got it under control now. All right, so man, one more question, then we'll let them go on. So you said that was the hardest thing. My next question was going to be, how hard is it to bring a script to life? Um, that part not too hard because I I have a, like pretty like a vivid imagination. You know what I'm saying? Like I got so many ideas brewing now that. They ain't wrote down yet. So they're usually not like the hard part. And I don't get writer's block that much. And even when I do get that's writer's block when you can't, you don't know what to write next or whatever. But mm-hmm. even when I do get it, if I go outside or go on a trip or go wherever, I get inspired to write some more. So it don't be taking me too long. I write a murder mystery like in three days or whatever. Yeah. Okay. How, how much how much of your writing go in the trash? And, and what I mean by that is like. Cause you say you don't get writer's block, right? And sometimes I do get writer's block. Yeah. Um, but it's for at least I consider it that I can write something that's not gonna be to the standard that I think it should be at. And somebody yeah. else might be like, "Oh, this dope," or "This this is whatever." But for myself, I'm like, "Nah, this this ain't never seen the light of day." So yeah. So do you have any moments like that? Yeah, I be man. Yeah, I got some stuff in the chamber now. Like I got a musical now that I want to produce, but I'm like, man, I'm holding off on it. So I guess it ain't necessarily in the trash. It's just such a, it feels like the whiz, like the next generation of that. So it's going to take a lot. But so I kind of like put them in reserve and I got like, you know, like I think, I think Cold Water Needs or North Mississippi needs own version of The Wire. And you know, I got stuff like that that's kind of like in the chamber that I haven't like yeah. developed yet. But uh, man, I just, I think it's just so many ideas. I don't, so I guess I haven't put any in the trash before. But there are some stuff that I I write and I be like, man, that's whack. I throw it away. You know what I'm saying? But it'll be a part of the script, and I just take that out and put some mess in. But yeah, but you cold. You cold, man. You've been cold, you cold. since we were kids. Kids. Jermaine been cold. cold. Now you yeah. cold. Now you cold. Now you cold. We cold water. <laughs> right, that's true. Hey, yeah, I, I don't really throw stuff in the trash for real, but like it'll just be in my notes forever, and I might come back across it one day. Um, yeah. if it's not a concept, if it's just like a verse or something, but you know, yeah. Um, y'all gonna do something? Uh, see, I was gonna go ahead. Hey, my creative brain just did, and I and I'm not there. To, I don't supposed to be doing that this early. Go ahead and ask. I'm gonna say y'all gonna do something like this, like live. I think it'd be cool if y'all. Set up live and invited like an audience to experience yep. y'all. You gonna produce it? Yeah, I was just about to ask that. Yeah, I produce. Hey, it. hey you heard it here first. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and run out the center. We'll we'll set them lights and cameras up. Yep, yep. Hey, well, Princeton, take, take a breather, man. Get your, your sip of, get your sip of water real quick before we jump into the next one. Because I want to okay. make sure that uh, the people who ain't filed their taxes yet and who ain't got their W-2s, make sure they know that Tony Jones is uh, doing taxes. And uh, Tony Jones, y'all see how sharp his line is? And uh, Mac mentioned earlier that he don't have his arms crossed. Arms not folded. You know he mean business. Yeah. So <laughs> arms not folded. He got a smile on his face. No, You know. So Tony Jones uh, can do your taxes. Uh, give him a shot. Uh, if your tax man ain't been doing right by you, then reach out to Tony Jones this year. And, uh, hey, he said tax main. Yes, yeah, hey, main. You, you already know. You got to be from where we from to know what that tax main is. Yeah, <laughs> and another important note, he in Cordova now. Make sure before you cross that line, you got them tags right. <laughs> and dirty dope. Make sure them tags right. Okay, they say you don't need no inspection sticker no more. Put it on. Put that inspection sticker on now. That oh boy is crazy. Yeah, but get them taxes right. All right, so we're back. Tony back. Jones, the dang. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen, the little boy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stephen, boy. Yeah, Stephen, the baby. Hey, hey, Prince, Stephen, the baby boy, <laughs> yeah, Stephen, baby boy. That's exactly who I know him as, too. I was like, hey, hey Prince, I, I was gonna say while we was uh talking about Prince and James production, I came across uh, uh, a venture that I guess you, you're about to have coming up. One of the hottest comedians in this area. Oh, pound cake. Uh, comedian, comedian pound cake. So, like, just yeah. how, how does something like that like come together? Oh, it's good. So, pound cake and I have been talking about working together for a while. Like, um, he wanted to work for a while. He said that um, I wouldn't work with him. I said, "Nah, pound. I just like to be friends with folks that I'm friends with." And then. Because working me is a different me than a friend me. So, and then he was just like, just produce my show for him, whatever, whatever. And then I was like, okay, cool. If I do it, you got to bring my boy in, like Chad, who's another producer and play right here in the city. And then Prince DJ is, and we end up getting Prince DJ on board, who's the MD and some other people that are part of it. But so he just wanted to work and we did. And it's been going, it, it's been going. It's because it's just new for him to work in, you know, because when you, Used to doing your own thing, and then I, I kind of like be. I'm trying to find a nice way to say it. I'd be like, "Hey, we're gonna do business. We gotta do business. Do what you say. You're gonna do me. What you say, and all that." But he's literally. It's his show is gonna be insane. It's gonna be incredible because he's a funny, funny comedian, and um, he just he's just dope. So we, it's a cool thing how we putting it together. I'm able to work a lot on the film portion of it to try to like create a, a docu series of his you know day in the life of getting ready for his show. So, but that's been going good. We got a cool film crew around it, and his material is extremely funny. But we go back and forth, man. I just had to, you know, light into him about two nights ago. But it's all love, and you you know we you know when you work, you you got to hold people accountable, and you got to create space for them to hold you accountable. You can get anything done. Yep. Do business as business is being done. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yep. But he may be on here. Man. If he is, he can act <laughs> he Y'all know Pound Cake? Y'all know Pound Cake? No, nah, well, I don't yeah, know. I, know him. I mean, I no, follow him. You Why follow him? I mean, yeah, yeah, same. I don't know him, but yeah. I don't know him, no. I he, know his work. And we say from Cold Water, oh. I know him. I know him. Let's say Cold Water. I knew him. There's so many things that we say in Cold Water that people don't. They do not understand. 
Like, I remember somebody on set was like, uh, and I had to catch myself and grab myself back from saying the stuff because they don't understand it. But somebody was like, they went to a party. I was like, well, what was it? How was it turned out? And they was like, what? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> what was turn it turned out? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. How many people were there? How, how did it turn out? You know, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but ju- jumping into uh, the acting and directing, like, yeah. Like, what's your process like when you're preparing for an audition? Oh, and then yeah. the, the the part two uh, of that, uh, you know, I work in sales, so you know, you get a lot of no's, right? So I know yes. that comes along yes. in, in in your business as well. But yeah. what's your process to auditioning, and then how do you deal with rejection? Oh man, I thought my thing was no. I got so many no's as an actor when I was auditioning, and then. It really helped my skin to become like really, really thick to it. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody got their preference, so it's all subjective to who I was receiving it. But I will always do the best. Well, I learned after getting coached to do the best you can on a character. Don't try to, you know what I'm saying, go in. And then you don't go in to book the role. You go in to build a relationship. Because that casting director can say like, oh, I remember Jordan from last week. He'll be perfect for this role. So you go in and build that relationship because even if you don't book the role, it can have nothing to do with you. It can be like, dang, we just hired a wife. She's light skinned. So sometimes they want to pair with somebody else like more dark skinned. So it's like, okay, this won't work or whatever. Ain't got nothing to do with your talent. And then when I learned one time I was up in a commercial against this guy, he's on a Tyler Perry show now. And it was, it was, no, he couldn't do it. So they redid auditions and I was able to make it to that audition. And the, the deciding factor on who got it was, I had, I booked it. It was like a Match.com commercial or something. But I booked in a, and I asked the director. I was like, hey, could you let me know feedback on my audition or whatever? Because I want to, you know, continue to grow. And he was like, well, both of y'all were talented out of the, I think it was down for like 80 guys to two of us. And he was like, both of y'all were talented. You were just polite. And we just figured it would be easier to work with you. And I was like, wow, you know, and that came from cold water. So I just like look at it as do the best you can in the audition. I always treat people right, go in to build a relationship and not always to book the gig. And then when you get rejection, just know it ain't the end of the world. Like it's not the end of the world. And then your journey is your journey. So like whatever's for you, can't nobody take it from you. You're just walking in it. So don't think of it as like this competition that you have to win or or else. Just think of it as like, hey, this is a part in my pro- in my journey. Either it's for me or it's not. And I'm going to push forward to it. Something that a director, a writer, Felicia Pride, she wrote Really Love on Netflix. And she also writes on Grey's Anatomy. Well, she used to write on Grey's Anatomy, if y'all don't know what look up. She's amazing. But one time we had dinner, and I was talking to her about some frustrations on a pro- project that we had, uh, that I was in. And she was like, remember that no one in this industry is your source. So no matter what, ain't nobody your source. They don't get you up, they don't put you to sleep at night. So you can go without any of them. But you can also work with the ones if that's in the, you know what I'm saying, in the vision of it, in your journey to work with them. So that's what I take with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you mentioned uh, Match.com, but um, I ain't never been on there. It's just that, you know, I just did the commercial. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone. Let me go on to the next question. Happy, Mark, too, I can send it to you. Let, let me go to the next question. Don't worry about it. We, worry about it. we, we got too many questions. Worry about that one. Too many okay. questions. Worry about that one. So, um, but um, that moment, man, when you was first on national TV, like, oh, 
you know, tell us about that feeling, man. And terrifying. How, how was that? Easy. Terrifying. It was terrifying, man. Let's think about it. Okay, so first time I had ever shot someone that's intelligent. No, that was terrifying too. So, okay, I had filmed, I remember it's, it's a movie on Netflix called Uncourt, the, the wine movie. So I had filmed that first, but it came out after Bluff City Law did. So I filmed Bluff City Law after that, but that came out first. So first time when I saw Bluff City Law, it was a little bit better. It was nerve-wracking because I wasn't able to see it or whatever. But um, after I saw the cut of it, I was just like, okay, cool. They're not going to check me too bad because I you know, I was able to hold my own. But I was worried about like if it was going to come off natural or not. But I remember that morning, the morning that I shot that, I woke up extremely sick, man. I was like... Like I was dehydrated or something, and then my nose was running and everything. So I had to go get a, a IV just to get hydrated, and then I was like going back to sit. Huh? A cocktail what? shot. So I had to go get that IV, man. And I was just like, man, I got to get back well. So as soon as I went on set, it God just dried it up, and as soon as I finished the scene, I, I was back sick again. So I was just stuff that we can't even create. So it was it was terrifying. Now uncorked was no 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 that one wasn't that bad because I watched it with a lot of people busted it off because that was before the pandemic. Uncorked came out in March of 2020, right at the top of the pandemic. So that was gonna be the first Netflix film I was in. So the director Princess Penny, he's also the showrunner of Uncorked. I mean he was a, he was a showrunner of Insecure. Incredible, incredible guy. But he was just like, okay, we're going to premiere this South by Southwest, which is in Austin. They're going to do like an Atlanta premiere. They're going to do an LA premiere. I'm going to let you know all about it. Man, he started texting, hey, this premiere canceled. It was a pandemic was coming. All right. They just canceled this premiere. And then they was like, they canceled four premieres in three days. And then they got down to the last one was supposed to be in Memphis. It was a Thursday. That premiere was going to be like on a Saturday or something. Thursday night, they said we canceled that premiere. So I'm like, Damn, man, I'm not even going to be able to see the movie before everybody else does so I can prepare myself. So I was at home here, locked in the house because there was a pandemic. So when Uncourt came out, we were all at the crib and I was terrified again. But I had called my dad. I was because I mean, my dad, like my best friend, man, one of them. So I called him. I was like, man, I ain't going to be able to go to no premieres. And then he was like, I was, it's all good because uh, he was like, everybody going to be at home anyway, so they ain't going to have no choice but to watch the movie. <laughs> he said, so you need to be glad. It's you know, So I was just like, yeah, that's true. So I was fine with it, but it was definitely, it was terrifying, but it was also like a very proud moment to see where we come from. You know, all of y'all have done like individually and collectively done things that we did not believe we were going to do coming out of cold water. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though we believed that we, we, a little bit of, in the back of our head, it was like, can we really do this? You know what I'm saying? Coming where we come from. And just to see that on that screen, I was just like, man, God is super real. And I'm just grateful for this opportunity to, to, to be amongst these great people. So yeah, I felt terrified, but proud. That's what's up. Yeah. So, how do you navigate between or balance like the different titles, responsibilities, personal projects, as opposed to uh, ones that you are part of? Man, boundaries. I'd be setting boundaries with people. I used to didn't have no boundaries. I used to just like say yes to everything. I was like a severe people pleaser, very severe people pleaser. So it was like um, 
I would just, and then people pleasing don't always show up as like, yeah, I do whatever you say. People pleasing can show up like if somebody asks you to come out and you know you don't want to go, you'd be like, hey, I, no, I don't want to go because I got to do this. You ain't got to get no reason why you don't want to go. You trying to please them. Just say like, nah, I'm, I'm unavailable. That's it. And then so I was like, that. that's how, that's, oh, Lord. Go ahead, yeah, that's how I saw it, man. And then um, I would also say boundaries just really, really helped me to navigate uh, like the people that were pulling on me in a way that wasn't healthy. Because I was saying, yes, that I could help. And I wasn't valuing the time and what I was doing and how I was navigating. My boundaries helped me a lot, man, when it came to like, navigating protecting my peace protecting my uh my art protecting like my purpose and my gifts because before then i ain't i ain't had no boundaries and it was terrible so i would say boundaries a big part of it man i remember that play man so <laughs> that dang that was so long ago it feel like it was just yesterday but it was almost it's about to be seven years ago hmm. yeah. that's the royal family what, what, do you, what do you remember most um, about that play while we're showing uh, the royal family? Man, I remember like being so new and so green and wanting the cast to be very, very happy and not proud. Like, and I also remember like being such a young leader and very excited about putting my work on the stage and people enjoying it, you know? And um, I remember being vulnerable. I remember being backstage pacing because I was so nervous about how people were going to receive it. And I remember um, at my table, at the table read, this lady named Mary had to tap me on my, like my leg. And she was like, baby, it's going to be okay. You ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? You, you can stop shaking. It's, it's all right. We're going to get through it. It's going to be a good show. Who, Mary McCool? <laughs> hey, Chris. <laughs> hey, Chris. <laughs> Don't pay him no mind, man. Bro, Don't pay him man. no mind. <laughs> Don't pay him no mind. You know how he is. You know how he is. <laughs> but and the crazy thing about it, only people from Colorado <laughs> don't know yeah. who that is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Too and, and call out, to call out to uh, Princeton, I, I know um, that artwork in the background. I know Ricky Tyson did that artwork. I remember when he did that. Oh uh, yeah, he was yeah. in that place. You know yep. he was in that play. Yep, yep. Yeah, I remember seeing him at that, yep. that mailman fit on. Yeah, mm -hmm. Ricky did a great job, man. And he was just, I saw him so last. It was so funny. I went back and watched. <laughs> so funny. That man is funny. <laughs> but he did a great, he did a great job, man, in that show. Ricky did a great job. He was super excited about it too. And you know how Ricky is. He always gonna bring that energy. Mm -hmm. He always been like this. So yep. I was happy to have Ricky part of it, man. So. Uh, I got a question, but before I get to that question, I want to circle back to something you just said. You said, uh, you know, you was worried backstage, pacing, worried about how people was gonna receive it. Yeah, and uh, the conviction you said that with kind of make me feel like when you right now, you just write like, yeah, I know this shit. If I, like, I I know I'm that guy. Like, like yeah, I, I ain't gonna say it on Facebook, <laughs> and I'm gonna get a glory, but. I'm gonna get a glory to God, but hey, I hey for real, I know I'm that. I know I'm that. You know, it two years ago, somebody came up to me and they saw like that I was kind of like diminishing my work. I was like, yeah, but nah, yeah, nah. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, nah. 
God calls you to be humble, not small. So you can own it. And I was like, whoa, got it. Cool. So you need to be like self-aware, strong, and hold that power and know who you are when you walk in the room. So yeah, I right now understanding that, hey, I have a gift. I have something to say. I feel as though it's the best that I can do at this time. And I know it's an industry level quality. I'm, I always got room to grow. And I'm always going to like present a atmosphere of collaboration. But I understand my gift. And I'm self-aware of it. I don't ever want to do that again where I'm like saying like, no, nah, you know, being like, yeah, I know I'm, I'm, we're going to prepare. We're going to do the best we can. And I'm grateful that people are receiving it in a way. And that, that, was a, that was like a shifting factor for me when it was like, God called us to be humble, you know what I'm saying? Not small. So, yeah. Chris, I'm going to give you some advice that one of my old VPs gave me in a previous company. Thank you, April. He said, well, who would it say? He said, um, it's okay to toot your own horn sometimes. Mm. So, I'm sorry. Right, said that. Correct, said him like that. I ain't even heard these names in so long. Correct, probably said, if you don't got the way, I'm going to blow this horn on you. But uh, he said it's okay to toot your own horn sometimes because when you're in these leadership roles, man, and you got people looking up to you, a lot yeah. of times, I'm sure you do the same thing. You give a lot of people credit for stuff that, you know, they, they're a part of, but you're a part of it too. But yeah, uh, yeah it's like toot your own horn sometimes, man. Be yeah, humble. That's toot your own horn. Same I, thing. I think so. This, this is a, it's a space where you can toot your own horn and you ain't got to think you're better than nobody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Uh, so, out of all your projects, uh, it's a two-part question. Your personal projects that that you are directing or creating or you have written, which one is your favorite? And then also, the ones that you are have a, a company role in or that you are a part of, which one is your favorite there as well? So my personal projects, man, that's so hard because I'm looking around because I got this. I got it all on my wall. So I got pictures of all the projects on my wall. I would have to say the murder mystery, man. Murder mystery. Yeah. Because the royal family, I love the dinner theater. I love Mother's Day. The kids play. Oh, the kids play. I like that too. But I would have to say the murder mystery because it's just a new concept. Like we created it. So it would be, you've been to, y'all been to an escape room before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like an escape room and a dinner theater had a baby. So you like in there figuring out clues. You got people singing and acting around you and they helping you and then they trying to make you not believe that they killed the person. It's just a whole big game of clues that's going on around you, but it's soulful and it's black and it's stuff you can relate to. So I came up with that, like not, not the murder mystery concept because people have been doing that for years, but our way we do it is completely different from what people have done. So uh, I came up with that one day and I was just like, man, I want to try this. And then they moved from room to room. So I would say that's my favorite because that's the one that's the, like, that's different from anything that's ever been done. Innovative. Yeah, innovative. So if there was a project that wasn't mine that I worked on, man, when I worked on, so when I directed that feature, that was a very pivotal moment for me as a director and producer. Because I had to face a lot of stuff that I had not had to face before when I was under somebody else's, you know what I'm saying, umbrella. But um, the, my favorite project, aside from my own, was this is the one I'm on right now, this NBC show right now, Young Rock. Yeah. When I tell you, it's so many good people on there. It's just like, and my bosses, they created, this is the third show they've created. 
So they they in the game, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, hey, how can we help you? What's up? They even set up a dinner for me in September just for me to ask them questions about the industry or what I want to do next and all that stuff. So I was just super grateful for that. And then, like, I'm, I'm a showrunner's assistant on the job now. So a showrunner's assistant – well, showrunner is basically like a CEO of a show. So they handle all the departments. If it's like 230 or 300 crew, or they're at the top of it. So, and then they hire directors for every episode and they like the go-to for the costume approvals, hair approval, makeup approval, uh, casting approval. So I'm getting a chance to watch them and learn every aspect of the production. And then, so this would be my favorite because I'm able to operate as a writer, the director, a producer, I acted a little bit in episode 11, but I don't know if people know. I don't think my mom and them know yet. I've got to tell them. So, and then, like, I was able to, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> episode 11. It'll be a small part, so tell them, don't blink, man. But, it's only <laughs> but, uh, uh, but then I get to meet all the writers of the show. I met all of them, all the directors that came through. It's a black woman directing the season finale right now. And that's been my favorite because I'm able to sit up there and watch everything, man. And I just be looking, like, God gave me this job, and I even I didn't even apply for it. I was asked about it, and then I was like, "Yes, I want the job." And then I had to interview and get it. So, um, but I'm just yeah, that would be my favorite job. That wasn't something I created. It's Young Rock NBC season three. What time they come on? What night? Fridays at. Oh, I should know this, man. Friday. Entry. We're gonna go with that. Hey, we'll. I'm, I think I'm it's at seven. Yeah, seven or nine, man. I think it is. I'm gonna check it though. I'm, I'm gonna send that check. I got you right now. Check, check your TV guide on HN TV. We, we you feel me? Yes, sir. <laughs> I don't know that. What Rico saying? I got a notification that Rico on the head, man. He, he doesn't say like a thousand things. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. There we go. I told that before that time. <laughs> man, Rico ain't told me that. <laughs> 830, 730 Central. <laughs> 830, 730 Central. Cool. NBC. On the Peacock app, it's on the Peacock app. Yes, sir. So, so we're going we gonna, to uh, jump into uh, your cooler, cooler kids camp. Yeah. Um, and so I, I know, having three kids of my own, that patience is a virtue. Uh, dealing with kids. So, like, uh, where did that passion come from to deal with the age group that you're 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 you're, you're trying to teach and mold into actors. It was tough. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know the ignition came from us not having them growing up, and I didn't want the kids to go through the same thing that we went through because we didn't have that many options. But secondly, uh, I just saw there was an opportunity, man, and it was like we don't have performing arts. And I and after I had worked my first job, as soon as I stepped on uncorked set. That was my first big set of being on. And I was looking around and I said, man, all these folks making money. Then I go into the hair trailer and then I see a hair. I'm sitting down in her chair and I sit down in the makeup and I have to go to costume for a fit. And I'm like, man, these are a lot of jobs. There's a lot of folks I know that can use these. There's a lot of people that we all know that do hair in shops that not even understanding that, hey, you can have a whole career doing hair on television and making a great living. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like that whole thing of like, man, let's raise this generation of kids to know there are, there are other options out there. So 
I was just, you know, I was like, man, let's try it in cold water first. And I didn't think it was going to go well, but, you know, it, it went well. And we've been doing it ever since, man. We probably touched, just with that program, about like 5,000 kids in the in this Mid-South area. Yeah. Just with the program. Not specifically on the camp, but just with programming, period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, That's pretty big, uh, though, still. Yeah. Let's, you mentioned the people who do hair in shops. What about the people who do hair in, at the house? He told you the girls that she got a gift <laughs> in the beginning. The one girl. <laughs> I'm saying the people that do hair at the house. You know, it's, it's job they got their license because you know back in the day they weren't doing no hair with no license. They were good. <laughs> she got her LLC. <laughs> Man. Bring them on, man. Bring them on. Bring them on. Watch. There's a lot of money in that, man. There's some hairstylists getting paid like $40, 50 $60 an hour. Working 12, 13, 14, 16 hour days. Five wow. days a week. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Yeah. To do what That's they like doing. To do what they love to do, and then to operate on set, and of course, there's an art to it. They have to know how to. If it's somebody that's a bad and abused, drunken talent, you're not gonna get them no perm with a, you know, what I'm saying whatever. You gonna they need to know. It's an art to that as well, just like about costume and hair makeup as well. But it ain't nothing that our folks can't learn. Yeah, and that's what I was like, man. These kids need to at least know about that, and adults too. You know. Yeah, I knew I should have asked my question first. Don't ask me. All right, here. All right, check this out. <laughs> when and how did Cooler Kids become a thing? Uh, when? Yeah. It was 2018, and I had X for spring break. I was just like, I called Rakeitha and TT. I was like, hey, y'all, I want to do a camp in cold water. They was like, all right, yeah, cool, whatever. Just let us know wouldn't be there. And I was like, we're going to try it in one week. These kids ain't going to be introduced to theater at all. We're gonna bring them in on Monday, they're gonna perform on Friday. And it was like, I right, don't write too much now. And I was like, I ain't, ain't gonna do it. So we got down there, talked, we did a second Baptist. And Pastor Givens was so supportive, man. I, I forgot Pastor Givens. If I can answer the earlier question too, Pastor Givens poured a lot, man, into like into us and continues to do so. He was so supportive. Second Baptist all around, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying. A supporter, but Pastor Gibbons really like championed that project, and I'm I'm always super grateful for him. What are uh some of the challenges you deal with uh when you put on the cooler kids camps and etc.? My money, yeah. money, yeah. When I was in cold water, we wouldn't make it. They thought we were taking money. I was like, y'all want to see these books? Like, because we were charging like typically had go. Who is that? Huh? We from? I said they typically had go. Where we from? You don't stick yeah. to the call. Who are they? How much yeah. you making? Who said it? I'm in the negative. What are you talking uh, about? Yeah, there were, you know, people. Who came up with this amount of money, Prince? <laughs> people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm on a breakfast club. This month. I'm glad. I'm, I'm what kind glad. of pajamas they had on, Prince? What kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just know it was some grown men that thought that we were taking money and stuff. Men? Yeah, so I was just like, we only had set. Let's do this math, y'all. I'm gonna be like TLC. We only had seventy six. When we had seventy six kids to enter into the camp, right? Oh, I thought you about to say seventy six dollars. I'm about to say, you be like, what are we doing? It's close. I'm gonna do the math. Watch, no, just get them, put them out of there. Right, we had seventy six kids to do the camp. We were charging thirty five dollars a piece. 
that means we only had about we didn't have that many kids to pay but um that first year and we had to do a whole week of a camp so they got fed every day they didn't have to pay for no costume no hair no makeup no live band for that performance no backdrop no props no nothing and they got a t-shirt and everything so you i don't know upside what. down upside down yes we were paying money i was paying we money. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> If Keith, if Keith would freeze up, I'd bring him on. Let him tell you how to refinance it. <laughs> I know, because we needed it. So we were upside down on it. And it just, in the next year, I came out to cold water. And honestly, it just got hard to do good stuff down there. And I was like, man, I'm paying to do stuff and then dealing with all this. I was like, listen, let's just bust the kids up here if they if they can't come. But I, I haven't given up on it. I still want to bring more programming down there for the kids to have opportunities. But I just also know I had to prioritize myself in my financial position because you got to have your cup full to be able to pour into anybody else. So, yeah, I was like, I enjoyed it, though. We did cold water. Man, we did cold water camp about, we did it about four times down there for two years because we did spring break, summer, spring break, summer. Because I mean, we did it at the, at the high school one year, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't know if you remember, but, um, you know, when um. When COVID first kicked off, you know, I sent Bernie Sanders down on Facebook. He said he said in the uh, life center. Who? Why you had the camp going on? Bernie Sanders, man. <laughs> I remember that. You remember, remember Bernie Sanders going around? I, we were putting on Facebook with Bernie Sanders I, I, the mask on. I remember that. I, I, brought, remember. I brought him to the city hall and took him out there to 306 <laughs> Independent. Yo, I, I took him up there to Dave's Barbershop. Yeah. Hey, that copper oh. kettle. <laughs> <laughs> I took him to David Bob shop and show for how you sit outside with no keen and come cut my hair. Oh man, David. But, uh, <laughs> Dang, man. but now nah, man, uh that's it's good stuff though, Princeton, with the uh with the camp, man. But Appreciate I was gonna ask you, um, what if anything was needed to keep the camp going, but you already mentioned money. Money, that's it. No money and like resources of people and stuff like that. Or like because when you got money, you can really like I know like enough people that's willing to come down and like pour. And just be like, hey, hey, just, you know what I'm saying? But I just don't be wanting them to ask them to come for free. You know what I'm saying? Just out of, like, respect of their gifts and their time. Because a lot of these people, I know, and I understand, like, when we go to, like, a rural area, like, where we from, people are looking at it from, like, a nine-to-five mindset. So they don't really see artistry as a true profession, even though some people may say they do, but they don't, you know what I'm saying, they don't see that. But we like this is how people make their money. This is how they navigate. This is how they, you know, what I'm saying, paying their rent and got to pay them. You know what I'm saying? If we want to continue the art, so money and travel. travel. Yeah, fly them all in. Got to put them all per diem, which is pay for them something to eat every day. You know, mm-hmm. it ain't easy. So, so where, where, where you got right now? Donate to the camp. Y'all can go to thisisthecooler.com. Yeah, drop it. Drop it. Yeah, yeah. Y'all go to this is the this is the cooler.com, or you can go. This is the cooler on Instagram, Facebook. All the stuff we're gonna do a camp this year, it's gonna be July the 20th through the no, July the 10th through the 21st in Memphis. Though, this is the cooler.com. Yeah, this is the cooler.com. Right. Get your transportation together now. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think it's, it's, it's right to say, uh, and I, I didn't talk to Eric and Mac about this, but since you just mentioned it. We're gonna get together and uh we're gonna sponsor some kids. Oh yeah, appreciate y'all so much because all y'all rich. So I know we're gonna have a lot. Hey, hey man, I'm gonna fire you up in a minute. Keep on. 
We all know y'all really. Say what? Hey, your house is amazing. Hey, this man, that's why I ain't rich. Send us a bill, mate. Just send us a bill. But nah, nah. Hey, hey, I said I put on Facebook. I said you know how folks be talking about uh what did he saying? Hell, I forget what I said. What? Somebody how, how you got money and stuff, how folks got money. I said, I'm gonna start just telling lies. Folks, how about how rich I am? I'm gonna start talking about the airplanes and everything I got. Oh, uh, everything, yeah, yeah everything. Just and I appreciate it. I hope you sponsor a kid too. Justin got a lot of money too. Oh, y'all, oh three class definitely got a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, oh, four class got a lot. Hold on, don't show that, show that again. Don't take that off. Nick, <laughs> what's up, cuz? Oh, cuz, y'all definitely rich. Them, them girls ain't got it. Always together. Ain't got together. it. Jordan been rich. Ain't got it. You did what? Jordan been rich since we were kids. So. Hey, hey, but, hey, but um, but I we ain't we, never known Jordan. I had no money since we, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we we can do that, man. Seriously, sponsor a kid, and we can also <laughs> we can also take a show, man, and and we could um, you know, the viewers, we can ask them to donate while yeah. we're on the show. Did you just unbutton your pants, dog? <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about? I don't know. It look like you were trying to yeah, release some pressure or something. That boy what? been sitting here too long. Let me down. Justin, <laughs> thank you. Don't get Jordan started. Because he's been acting fool. Justin, thank you so much, man. I'm finna cuz. I'm finna put you down to sponsor. But just just. Yeah, he definitely. Hey, Lee, I ain't seen that boy so long. Put him down for a couple. Y'all the, the man, the ledger. Hey, Prince, he taking up one of mine. I, I get a print. <laughs> print the fuck sure fuck you, uh, <laughs> hit us with the flyer or whatever too, so we can like promote it. Uh, oh, you know, definitely. And y'all uh, come too and like set up like in the lobby or something for the camp, so y'all can interview the kids and stuff. They would, hey, they would love be that. Super dope. Yeah, hey, I gotta catch a show, man. You know, I've been so far away, I ain't been able to catch no show yet. So that's on my that's on my to do list. Yeah, well, you in Texas now? Yeah. What part? South of Dallas, <laughs> Midlothian. Oh, we come to Dallas this year. We come to Dallas. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm in there. He tell where he stay is, so. huh? Nah, bro. I had to. It's like when you say cold water, you got to say cold water, but then you got to be like 20 South minutes south of Memphis. Memphis. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, I said Midlothian. Uh-huh. Yeah. Prince, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring a show to Dallas, and I'll let you know. But anytime you're in town, we got a show in February. We got, yeah, we got a show in March, April. Yeah, we pulling up. Pull up, man. I want y'all to see. Yeah, it. man, we're we're definitely uh, you know, we we love to do uh do whatever we can to uh you know support and uh if we if we can set up something like that, uh like that that would be dope. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. I appreciate it, Justin. I got you down for ten. Appreciate it. Hold on, I'm finna bring up, I'm finna bring up a habit home. Join, look at that, join. Look, look, look at me, look at it. Bring me, see. Brittany know y'all got long money. Oh my y'all. Long money. Hey, Brittany hey, she Jordan got the ones for sticks and stone. We good. <laughs> hey, she didn't, she didn't put the extra G's on long, so we ain't even worried about it, Jordan. Don't even worry about it, man. Long money. Hey, Chaz A, down the street. Oh, yeah. Come on, Chaz A. If you want to sponsor a kid, you can too. I'm collecting them early. Hey, now, the price he, this year, I should have. He said he didn't say all that. He said yeah, he yeah. Please, please say the price. Lay it out, Prince. It's not, it's not thirty-five dollars no more. So he, he, he go inflation. He go. What is Prince? It's, 
it's one fifty per child. It, it gave a price. Yeah, it's one fifty per child. We can take that one back. Go on. Get it. Man, I ain't fighting. Got skills if you watching. We need some. We need somewhere to go. But they they got so much more now. Like they they go on a sound stage. They go to theater. Oh, they, our gym clothes, man. We can rent that junk for about thirty five. Uh oh. <laughs> what? Show can. Show can. Hey, you know what? Hello. Hello, so, man. So, cold water. Oh, let me say this first before somebody else think of it. Uh, you know, this Princeton James Studio, cold water school. Man, I want to close it down. Man. We can go ahead and turn that thing to Princeton James Studio. I'm with it. Let's do it. Or just turn it into like a community center that we all can go and operate out of. Y'all can have a podcast studio. I can shoot some stuff out of there. We can have outreach hey. program, a vocational you know, center. They, they got a uh, Mr. Jesse Ross, old building for sale. Down there on number four. <laughs> I'm not finna laugh at I'm I serious. Laugh at hey, well, can I say this? <laughs> can I say this? Prince. Rest in peace. Here, y'all they, gotta get this, man. Y'all gotta get this. Hey, hey if, if they can use the elementary school for scenes on the move, sure we use the high school for the kids. Oh my God. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Sure we can. <laughs> Break his ass back in here. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring me back, bro. <laughs> hey, if the singers, I'll bring you back. Oh, yeah. If the singers, if the singers can have what they call that cheese. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. Cheese, I'm not what that cheese the grandma used to buy a cage? Hook cheese. Hook cheese. No, no, no. If the singers can have pimento cheese. And a cribbing party, sure we can bring the kids to the high school for a play, for performing arts. Hook cheese. Anyway. Hey, man, Mr. Mr. James said Memphis, man. Hook no, cheese. we can do it down there if we got hey, the bread. Hey, no, nah, Prince, we're going to do it in Memphis, and we're going to do it down there. Yeah, we'll do both for Surely we can use the gym. Man, surely you will be man. doing that, man, schedule or something. Man. No, I'm with it. I'm, I promise. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm making a note. Call Prince, what you said you earlier, you, you said... Uh, you ain't got to give him no reason for telling him no. <laughs> That's true. That's real true. That's true. <laughs> well, they ain't got the money down there. I'm not saying, dang, I hope it don't sound like it's about the money. But I it, showed it, you about to say, you ain't got no money down there. I'm not coming. Well, yeah, like, so this will happen in Memphis. So I, I set the said. price for Memphis. I applied for this grant with the county, and they paid for the kids to come. So none of the kids came out of nothing. Now, when I went to the city, of cold water. Well, we got new leadership now, so let me not get into that because go, go ahead, man. Do your thing. Really? You stick to stone. You can say what you want to say. But that was heartbreaking when we went up there with them kids and they didn't like we didn't get any support. I was like, man, what what did we do? You know what I'm saying? This is a previous man, it's not our current man. But like uh, um, but you know, things are new now. Mr. Glenn down there, great. You know, I, I would love to do whatever I can to help. I also think we need more career fairs in cold water with the successful people that come out of there. All of y'all are very successful. We have so many peers that have gone on to do some great stuff. Like, how they is just, it? They, 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 had, they just had one today. Um, shout out they, to they had one today that uh, my cousin Mitchie told me he was a part of. Dang, that's dope. In cold water? Mm-hmm. At the school. I think Tamika uh, Dow set it up. Oh, that's she great. I'll hit her up. I'll hit her up then. Yeah. Hey, Prince, hey, Prince, if you talk to Glenn, man, before we do, uh, let him know we want to bring him on, man. We want to you know, <laughs> get our flowers. Couldn't check his messages. 
Yeah, yeah. Was, was, Eric sent him a message. That what he said. Weeks ago. Two, a month ago. Said, not me. A month ago. Did you type? Wait a minute, Eric. When you sent that message, did you type it in all caps? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll be following Bring her back. Bring her back. <laughs> hey, man. Look. Tell Tony that we want him on, too. Anybody campaigning right now? Anybody campaigning? The election over. If you see Tony saying before I do that, my cousin tell me we want him on, too, man. We need to know. People need to know. And we need to lock that gym down. The high school. Hey. What are they doing with it? It's gonna go up for like auction or something, or it still belongs to the state. We gotta do what we want to do. I want Tony on if the younger kids problem. still going to school there, they probably still using it, John. They probably oh, are. they got the elementary kids, but you got two gyms oh, in the school, still good. Got it. So they go up to what sixth grade, yeah. I made me lie, man. We don't turn, we don't turn into a straight horn and straight one to turn into cold horn. That's sad. I think the best way to answer that question. That is the best way. But Strayhorn yeah. has nothing against Strayhorn, but there's no legacy in Strayhorn. Yeah. Thanks. We got somebody who's been on national TV on this call from Cold War. You ever oh, been yeah. in Strayhorn? I haven't, but I. Exactly. 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 I ain't never been in Strayhorn. I've been there now. How is the school? How does school look? I don't know, Prince. We just towed their ass up in football when I was in junior high. That's all yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah, oh, so they they then they didn't have no high school. They no, they had no high school then. Yeah, yeah. They didn't. They didn't. Big talking. chicken house. Big chicken coop. They were like back then. What do y'all think we can do more to help um, cold water as a whole? Come on, man. We ain't too pissing you. Let's let us see who you first got. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get y'all question out the way so he can answer that question. Right now, so you remember. <laughs> Let's get this out of the way. Go. He got he to shift gears on us, man. My bad, and, 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 man. Let me go get my question out of the way then. Knowing that Tyler Perry is inspirational to you. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, but has it been any any uh any move? I know you talked earlier, man, about you know meeting different people and being connected with different mm -hmm. people, and you work with a guy who's now on one of the Tyler Perry shows. Has it yeah. I know that's your guy, man. You crazy about some Tyler Perry. Oh, yeah, man, yeah, I love so, it. Uh, yeah, has it been any any movement, man, to where you could possibly get close enough to work with? Man, so I would like to like more than work with him. I would like to be mentored by him. You know what I'm saying? Just mm -hmm. like sit and watch him work and learn about his business structure and all that stuff. But I have met him before. I met him in 2017. It's crazy because in 2017, when I was gonna quit my company, I was gonna stop and go back to corporate America. And then mm -hmm. next week, I met Tyler Perry and then uh, at his rap party. And he started speaking at his rap party over like somebody in the room that was about to quit. I know you're talking to me. Somebody in the room is about to quit. And he was just like, uh, you can have this and more, but you have to keep going. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you just got to keep going. And, you know, yeah. but that's when I met him, man. He was super nice. Uh, the rap party was super lit. A lot of people. Uh, yeah, but I've, I've been inspired by him because he came from nothing. He built what he had. He owned all his material, all his work, you know. And uh, he just do people right, man. He's 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 been proven in private to like he'll hear about somebody. On, I've heard that he'll hear about somebody on his set that needs something. He'll just 
they'll have a car outside or he'll hear about like somebody that, you know what I'm saying? It may be like a single mom or whatever, and they'll get this. He's taking care of people's funerals, you know what I'm saying? And he said recently, like after she released it in her book, Cicely Tyson, mm-hmm. he paid her, you know what I'm saying? Just took care of her for her latter years of her life. When she came and worked one day on his set, he paid a million dollars for one day just mm-hmm. to make sure she was good, make mm-hmm. sure she could take care of herself. So it's just like the character, man. It's one thing to be talented, yeah. one thing to make a lot of money, but it's another thing to make good decisions and be a good steward of your what God gives you. So I'll be that's why I'm 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 like a big Tyler Perry fan. It ain't really about the work as much, but it's about like how he navigates the space. Yeah. yeah. But I tell you, my, my favorite piece of his though is that movie, um, A Family That Praise. I think oh. that movie that movie is so underrated. Yeah, yeah. With Kathy Bates and Afro mm-hmm. Wood. Yep. Yeah, so it is. Yeah, it is. He cold though. I mean, yeah. And and then his last movie is good too. A Jasmine's I Blues. I ain't seen it yet. Oh yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Princess, uh, just thinking about like what you're doing now, and we're talking about cold water. I know you said you had some things up your sleeve that you haven't released yet, but yeah, would you ever consider? Possibly doing like a stage play or anything like that, based on our time at Coldwater yes. High School. Man, yes, the nineties. Yeah, man, I would want to do it so bad. Yeah. I want to do a TV show about that though, like that follows like a journey of an individual in our city. Because I don't think people know about like running up and down the street, like and going to people's door and getting like freeze cups and, and candy and stuff and going to the barber shop and having to wait all day and you get in line but just by sitting down or like walking walking and riding your bike anywhere or playing ball every day, you know what I'm saying? Or just like having to go to Memphis and getting dressed up to go to Liberty Land and places like that. I want people to like feel that world that we had back then, you know what I mean? And then getting hair done out of houses. We know classmates that was doing hair when they were like 14, 15, you know? And then go through the struggles of like how our parents, like some of our parents didn't have much, but they always made it happen, you know? So, and then how great men were, you know what I'm saying? That like as a village, you know what I mean? Of helping like raise a community and, and even how like people that, the drug dealer still said yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and yes, sir, and no, sir, to the elders. You know what I mean? They were just good people, regardless of how people judge what they did. It was just still some good people. I just want to create that world and and help amplify our voices and how we came up and how what was in cold water was our world. Yeah, we didn't have no Facebook, no Instagram. It wasn't no comparing people to somebody else's TikTok or trying to get them to compare it to you. No, your yard was your yard. You went to your friends. House you went to, you know, that was our North Street was a world, Hill Road was a world, like you know, what I'm saying Parkway was a world, it's all that. So, I just I do want to create like uh, like like somewhere in between Snowfall and All American, like you know, what I'm saying not as drug related Snowfall, but not as like clean as All American. I just want to create that version of and then my, my follow up to that would be, um, like if we ever get to that point, like. Can we just add the Donna Hunter piece in there? <laughs> Bro. I'm just saying. I don't know what that means. <laughs> hey, hey I'll t- I tell you one thing. The Bobby Hayes and I ain't watching. I'm just going to throw it out there right now. 
Oh my god, I ain't heard that name is whole lot on. Oh man, Herschel. Hold on, hold on. Herschel, you gotta have Coach Spiders. You gotta have, man. You can't, you cannot tell tell the story of Coldwater without telling the Donna Hunter story. I'm sorry, or the Forest Brothers, stuff like that. That's culture, man. That's cult. That's culture. You know, we can can get a chance. Let me play Spiders. You could have. Yes, like. <laughs> oh my gosh. This he got cut the hair though. If he don't cut the hair, we can't play wrong. Y'all boys so stupid, man. He got cut the hair. It's hey. taking in the greens today. Hey, Prince, who the drug dealers you talking about though? Shout out to them drug dealers, Prince, somebody a minute ago. Who them drug dealers? I don't know. Go on, man. I don't know. Man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, go on. Whoever it was, they were, they were great. Shout out to <laughs> them. <laughs> what y'all so crazy? This is so great. Y'all gotta do it live though. You gotta do it live. Hey Prince, yeah. you do you have uh any upcoming projects you're working on that, that you could talk about? Yeah, I'm working on this pilot. It's this young boy. People really don't I can play young spiral. How about that? <laughs> yes, sir. Appreciate it, Chase. <laughs> this is a project. It's a young boy that was in the camp. And Jay Michaelson, y'all know Brax, you know Jay Michael Braxton. Yeah. So I created this show. Me and one of my friends created this show around Braxton, around like uh, how churchy he is, because you know, the black southern church, we don't have many representations of like stories online for Somebody that. Somebody going crazy. What's up? Somebody be yeah, enjoy. Boy. Hmm. Prince, I thought oh, you yeah. I want to send the thought with yours. Oh no, no, no. I didn't mind. So it's uh yeah, so I'm creating a show there. So we're gonna like shoot some scenes this weekend and then package it and hopefully start pitching it to some networks and stuff soon. So that um, I'm working on a feature film of my own. It's called Smooth. And Smooth is about this young basketball player that's like also a singer as well, but trying to battle it or whatever. But uh that and then a few uh stage plays and trying to get the we're not trying to taking the murder mystery on tour this year want to do about eight to ten cities just to see how it does in other cities and possibly try to get it licensed in like casinos and tour you know boats and all that stuff so uh yeah man just we're just working on a few things and trying to grow the cooler to a place where it can scale and go to other cities and other kids will be able to have resources in filmmaking television independent theater Oh yeah, working on a few things. That's dope. So, yeah. any projects you can't talk about? It is a few of them. Yeah. So yeah. how did, how did, how that process work? You got signed NDA or mm-hmm. yeah, NDA got signed NDA. NDA to be like, hey, you cannot speak about this project. And it's a few of them that are kind of like in the ranks and got like some cool people attached to them. So that's the only reason I can't talk about. Other than that, I'll be talking about it. The ones I just talked about are mine, so they're like, yeah, yeah. The other ones are like projects that people ask me to possibly direct or produce on or help develop or give ideas. But it's just got like some bigger names to it, so yeah, that's all. Can't, can't speak. I figured that, but but I, I mean, people don't be knowing about NDAs and stuff, so I figured I asked the question. And then yeah. my last question regarding that is, uh, what's the difference between a film? I heard you say a feature film. What's the difference? Okay, so um, a feature film is a film that is like the length is over 35 minutes. So a short okay. film is considered. So anything you see, uh, 
Thank you, Nick. So she's talking to all of them. Oh, thank you, cuz. I appreciate you so much. I really do. Hey, um, you talking to me? Or you talking to Chris? I didn't get that damn many exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I'm so um <laughs> Nick, what niggas that's it, man. I'm so proud of you, bro. I appreciate it. I really appreciate y'all. I really do. It means a lot coming from the hometown for real. Um, and then so yeah, feature film is a lengthy film. So like it's like anything you see in the theaters on Netflix and stuff like that. Those are all called feature films. Anything a sh anything under thirty five minutes is called a short film. So that's that's the only difference. Yeah, yeah. Right. In the movie theater, feature film. So that's when people say like I'm directing a feature film. They're like, whoa, okay, cool. You gonna direct an hour and a half, you know? So because it usually takes a lot of time to make. Word. Yeah. What was the you you were getting ready to say something earlier? And you said you didn't want to, um, I guess, uh, misspeak or whatever. But what what was that that you were feeling when we were, uh, you were getting ready to tell us something about the platform? Oh, that's what I was talking about. Y'all going live, like y'all doing this live and like traveling and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like doing it in different spaces. I was just like thinking of creative ideas of like y'all setting up in Copper Kelly. You know, it may sound crazy, but I think like the landmark and like stamping like where y'all from and cold water, like I can see y'all being outside and blacking off North Street. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think like those visuals would be so dope with the platform because the energy is already there. It's like a, you know, Southern version of a, a more palatable breakfast club. You know what I mean? So, but I just think that it'd be so great to see y'all in person and like with the energy, like virtual is also great, but like I can only imagine what the energy would be like in person for an audience to experience y'all. Yeah, maybe we can get on cold water day next year. We got cold water. When is it? Yeah, they got a cold water day. When is it? It was about they can set us okay. up in the gazebo, probably. That's where they take all the prom pictures at now. I want to sit. I want to sit right there in front of the police station. <laughs> Hey, that boy mad about them cops, boy. That's what sit right there, yeah, man. The cops, man. Hey, we'll we be safe right there. What happened? The cops? Uh-huh. They got new police. Man, I don't ever see police when I come to cold water. Exactly. <laughs> they be all harassing Fitzpatrick, apparently. You got arrested? Yeah. Man, nah, I ain't gonna arrest. Major's talking. He got into it with the chief. People Facebook on Facebook. People done bought guns in school and got away at the police station, everything. For real? Yeah, man. Where you been? I don't know. Oh, shit, fool. Where you been? And I need for also yeah. to know some credentials. I need to know something about it. I mean, who am I talking to? That's what he got mad at Eric about. Eric, why he get mad at you? About, uh, about that? Golly. I put a picture on Facebook, and I said, uh, this is how we be looking when people eat that Thanksgiving food, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, something like that, and it was a picture of them three. And he, he inboxed me, first. He came my inbox, bro. So me that, that was cold by the police that you just posted. The, the chief, chief police, yeah. Ricky Dan. Jordan gonna say the chief police. <laughs> he came. <laughs> he, he was chief police. He came in my inbox, man, and sent me a message, and then he blocked me. Hey. So I came out here to tell him that you know I ain't had no hard feelings, but you know. Ain't like three of them. Uh, since then, yeah. since then, folks been getting away like a mother now. <laughs> Dang. Dang. I'm gonna show you. Hey, Prince, we Prince, most folks done broke out of cold water, then people done broke out of posh. 
<laughs> what they need? Do they need some support? Like, what kind of support they need? JL sale. I don't know, man. Man, leave them people alone, Eric. Yeah, I hope they. I hope they. You know, that man asked me questions. He interviewed me. I'm asking asking questions. He asked well, me questions. You had cut him off. He was about to ask some. Good question. Oh yeah, I said, what do y'all think we should do to in order? What do y'all think people that have come out of cold water, if they wanted to do something to improve their, what 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 y'all think we should do? People that came out of cold water, like us, like people that are like come out of cold water to have. Like reach some level of success. What do, what do y'all think? Do, oh, y'all think the infrastructure there's there's nothing there that creates space for us to come back and help. I I think if anything, that's probably what we got to create when we get to yeah. a point to be able to do it. Yeah, because I think right now the infrastructure is not there, or if it is there, then there's so many, uh, like you said, so many things loopholes you got to go through and stuff you got to uh, jump over, or you know what I'm saying. 30 different people you got to talk to to be told no about a gym that hold not enough people. Yeah, that's true. That's real true. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. So, so part of this, uh, Prince, this platform, man, we've um, given flowers, you know, people like yourself, Trail Kimmins, Ashley Daniels, you know, Ashley Daniels, um, you know, Rayshon Nelson's been on here. Um, oh, yeah. You know, a lot of different people. So we we want to highlight the great that's come out of cold water, mm-hmm. and we also want to highlight the BS that's going on in cold water, because not not to bash nobody, yeah. but to make the situation better or to get a better result. Yeah, and that's ultimately the people who don't want to see positive change. That's what they have an issue with. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's Let gonna take more. Up. It's gonna take more than just us. When he said BS, he talking about big stuff. Hmm. <laughs> big star, big star, man. He said, "When you say BS, you talking about big star." <laughs> I remember big star, man. Dang, we just have to run in there. You know, I, I, I just believe, man. You know, like Eric just said, like to continue having conversations, you know, on platforms yeah. like this, and yeah, you know, trying to keep our ear close to the street and just making sure. We can step in for anything that's uh that's out of pocket. Like that's that's where I want us to be. I just feel like it starts there. Yeah. I, ultimately, the most powerful thing we could do is we move back and, and rebuild our community. But right, that's a conversation for another day. That's true though. That's yeah. a- and to that point, uh, Ricky Rose said, "What BS? Yeah, the science I've been preaching about last." Eight episodes when I get on my my vent too <clears throat> about the nonsense the the um um I I, I would say the uh, I'm trying to use a a, a good term but I I just say damn <laughs> people who are in position and not making positive change that's the BS I'm speaking about mm. I got yeah. stuck on you. I was, yeah. look, I was trying to try to you know keep keep it respectful, but yeah, that's good though. I get it. I get that. I think too, just just uh, information is important, man. People don't like access to us talking to you right now. A lot of the things you spoke about, I didn't know, but also like people don't know, kids don't know, parents don't know, people don't know you could go do hair on set. You know what I'm saying? So things like that give people at least. Uh, opportunity to dream and then work towards that dream 
But if you don't even know that it exists, then, you know, it's not helping anybody to, for us to hoard all the information. So uh, learning new things, giving the information back. If, you know what I'm saying, we're not physically there, but at least we can provide information that may help somebody. Yeah, right. Look like we got to get a call with the mayor. I think he is very progressive and, you know, ready to do stuff like that. Man, like, we're working like, on it. And maybe this, maybe this is a live episode. Maybe we got a, the cameras in the city hall in the meeting. Maybe we, maybe you can let, let him know we want to talk to him first. I let him know. Let him know, man. I haven't talked to him in a minute, but I, I definitely let him know. I talked to him around, like, his campaign and everything, but I'll reach out to him. But I think there's a lot of opportunity, like, I think, like all y'all said, and agreeing with the information that they need. Once you're informed about stuff, then you can take that and apply it. And once you give them the information, it's up to them what they do with it. So, you know, mm -hmm. so I think that's important. Who else y'all had on? So y'all had Ashley, Trail, Ricky. Uh, we had Trey. Trey, yeah. oh yeah, this was so. Uh, um, uh, we had Keevan Wooten. Keevan uh, doing great too. Ramon, Ramon McClinton. Yeah. Uh, who else, guys? I'm missing somebody. I think that's it, Rayshawn. Yeah, we, yeah, uh, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. We had a host of people from the community on, on the. Yeah, Cedric Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, because that was going to be my question for you, Princeton, before we got sidetracked. I know you mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, you was, you know, you needed an IV and you was worried about the set and all that. And you yeah. said something about being checked. Like, is that like co-op check or? Being checked by yeah, in Memphis, period, like in this whole metropolitan area, period. So, like, I think it include cold water, North Mississippi, Memphis, just because I was like, the like when I did Bluff City Law, it was a co starring role. So, everybody else that had been from here had, had did like day player roles, which is called like smaller five lines or less, five or less, what they call it, five lines or less. But my character was like the B story of the season finale. So I had to shoot for like, you know, I shot like two weeks on that character. And I was just worried that it wasn't going to come out as good. You know what I'm saying? Because I was having to be in the scene and, and hold my own with the lead character of the show. You know, and then you don't want to get upstage. It's like a lot of acting talk. But you don't want to get upstage. You don't want to fall flat in the scene. Because all that stuff can happen that goes to your brain. And um, and I also was in the season finale, so that character could have continued had it went well enough. You know what I mean? Had it got a second season, it could have possibly continued. But, uh, but yeah, it went over well. I was I was grateful for it, but I was definitely like a little nervous. I wasn't as nervous on this one as I was on Uncourt because I was at the table with like Niecy Nash and Courtney B. Vance and like some other people. So that was nerve wracking, but it, it's fine. Like now, it's like whatever because i've been on plenty of sets before now and it's like going to work in the morning and the thing that make you nervous on set and i hope y'all can come visit on set one day is uh i'm coming come for real all y'all come in the application in no you just come you talking about on the young rock i'm saying i'm, I'm coming i'm saying i'm going to put the application in for mines yeah come on come on when i create a project i invite y'all to come to sit but it just be like the big lights and the trucks and stuff that's what make people nervous it's not really the work mm -hmm. it's just everybody that's running around but once you get there the you realize, yeah the fluff but once you get there you realize those folks ain't worried about you they trying to do their own job so they trying to make sure they camera good they costumes good they props good what you're doing on the screen they not even watching they not even they 
trying to move on to their next job and then you get more comfortable. But those are things that I would love to teach like any kids that they want to get into acting or filmmaking or anything because I didn't know it and I'd rather pass that information down and get them a head start. Yeah, that's important too because like, like you see the actors, you see the directors, mm-hmm. you hear about producers, but you know, like the stuff that go on it. behind the scene, the people that's running around like crazy, uh, even probably setting up the set. I don't know what that's called, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like set design. Those are a lot of professions that people just, just don't know about. They don't know about. And, and we got people where we from can do that same thing. Like even teachers, man, every profession. That teacher, we have a child on set that a teach the guy that plays baby rock, like when he was like 12. He has to have a teacher on set. So that means like if educators are saying, like, I want to be an educator, but I don't want to go in the classroom. Okay, there's another one, there's another avenue for you. You mm-hmm. can make double the money, but all Disney shows have teachers. All of those shows you see with kids, they all have personal teachers on set. So people don't know about that. They don't know there's an opportunity like that. Nurses, we have a medic department that all they do is make sure people, if they're sick, you can go to the nurse and be like, hey, I need a a shot or I need a, you know what I'm saying, I need a B12 shot or I need something for my headache or my sinus or could you do this? If somebody get cut or hurt, they run to their help and they get paid great money but nurses don't know that you can be a set medic and make great. They just think you just have to go to the hospital when you don't. Mm-hmm. And it just, the list just go accounting, we have an accounting department, we have a marketing department, we have special effects. So the list goes on and on but people don't know about it so I just want to help contribute to people becoming more aware so we can create more opportunities and get people to the bag, really. Cause I have bad. a question, a follow on to what you just said. So uh, do you, I know like you share a lot of that experience with um, on, when you bring the cooler. Yeah. Um, but do you go over like all of those professions and stuff as well? Mm-hmm. And like, and, and, and like the requirements or either, you know, what steps does someone have to take to, to get to that level? Not necessarily a nurse or nurse or a teacher, but you know what I'm saying. Like, like how does one become anything on set? Yeah, and right now it, it's like that network. It's like so you're networking with people. You come in on the entry level position. Usually people start out as a PA or an assistant or something, and then they just like work their way up. I um was talking to a guy that's a writer on the show. And he was like, I was like, man, tell me, like, what, how did you get into the industry or whatever? He was like, I had your job on the last show. I was like, whoa, you're right on this show now. So that's how people come up, you know what I'm saying? The, yeah. the or whatever, and meeting people. And then they call you because our, our career is based on relationships. And if you come do the job, well, like somebody referred you to do it or whatever. They ain't, they ain't hardly, I hate to say it, but they ain't hardly checking on resumes. And yeah. like, they like, oh, they said Jermaine good. All right, cool, bring him, call him. Yeah. How much Jermaine rate? Okay, cool. You go do Jermaine. Can you do thirty five dollars an hour? No, I can do forty. Okay, cool. Book them. That's it. And they be like, "All right, we'll get your call time. Come on." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 You talk. You were talking about set design. So we go to Coldwater, Patrick Carr, Ricky Potty, Ricky Rams, all them, all y'all guys. You know, be ready. <laughs> Stay ready, so you ain't gotta get ready. Be on standby. You gonna count out Patrick Carr? What? <laughs> Like, crazy. Hey. The crazy thing is, you 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 like funny, and you still serious at the same time. They yeah. continue to do that. They it's funny. me, man. That I'm, is funny. I'm operating in my gift. This is really <laughs> you made me forget my question, dog. 
Jordan. <laughs> something else to say. <laughs> this is Jordan giving all y'all. Damn, Joy. <laughs> what it has something to do with? We can't be remember. What we was just talking about, man. But I don't oh, know. we were talking about the different positions and like coming back to are they informed during a cooler? You were talking about that. Yeah, but yeah, it was a follow-on to something that you said, but it's it's gone. But seriously, though, and I don't know if this is it or not, but like you could like bring Mac on to score. Yes, like, man. Like it uses music, man. Like hey man, don't don't we sign the NDA. Don't talk about that. Oh, am I bad, man? I already talked to Prince yeah. about this. And even like that, like artists don't know how to get that music or that beats or nothing in there. And it's like go to a music supervisor. I told like I told somebody like the other day, they was like, How I get my music? I said, go to music supervisor. Every music supervisor is listed on IMDB, every show. Everyone um is public knowledge. You can go find them on Instagram or whatever after you get that name. Then main network just ask. Like I just met a writer from um I met uh it's a writer on the show that works on the rocks team that I work with. And then he got a suite for some people to come from set to go see SmackDown because he used to write on WWE when the rock was on WWE. And then I was actually able to go backstage and I met some of the writers of SmackDown and then just got connected to them and talking to them and realized they work 52 weeks out of a year. SmackDown. And they have a whole writing team that writes all that. You know what I'm saying? It's just... Hold on. So you saying wrestling script? I knew they were coming. He's saying they got writers. They got writers saying, you know what? So Joe, you thought it was real, Joe? You saying wrestling fake? No, I ain't saying it's fake. <laughs> not not Memphis wrestling. Not Jerry Law. I met him. He was definitely interesting. He was good. He was cool. Met Triple Prince. H. Prince. Hmm? What What would you say to a kid tonight, man, that, that want to jump out there and, like you said, you knew at nine years old you want to be an actor or whatever, or you want to get into that field. What would you say to a kid who's scared or afraid because it's not the common thing uh, for where they are now. Oh yeah, man. I would I would tell them to never stop believing. You know what I'm saying? Never stop believing because you're gonna need that in order to push you into your purpose. Because um, I would tell them never stop believing, never stop going forward, never stop understanding that it's possible for you to do that. That's as a child. Now, when you get to be an adult, you need to make sure that you're extremely disciplined. Uh, create some healthy boundaries and not just around people that you don't mess with or whatever, but around your damn family too. You need to create healthy boundaries around the people you love, the people that are closest to you, because if you don't create those boundaries, you're giving them the opportunity to operate. And you know what I'm saying? In a way like that. And then don't argue with nobody you ain't building with. I tell my cast and crew, don't, don't argue with nobody about what they said about me. Believe it. Like they, they can let them and whoever they're telling believe whatever they're saying. It has nothing to do with us. If we're not building together, do not argue with them because it's gonna be a long, it's gonna be a longer list of people we have to argue with that we ain't building with than the list is of the people that we're building with. So don't, don't, don't get caught up you're not building with ever. It's the biggest right, distraction, man. For real. Let people believe whatever they believe about you. It ain't gonna, you know, it's cool. I remember my question. So you was talking about networking and yeah. working and, and the guy working his way up. And then I just thought about like I wanted to ask, like, there's a lot of people 
do a lot of people on set or wherever, like have their own things going on, right? So yeah. like you work in your position, that guy was working whatever position he's working, but then you get the networking and you like, oh, I, I'm doing this now, but I got my show this this Saturday or my play this Saturday. Do they like come out yeah. or or network that way, and then they they find out about what you got going on that way? It's crazy that you say that. Yeah, man. So I had imposter syndrome coming into this uh, job. So I wasn't talking about none of my work on the job. Yeah. Nothing. Like my bosses would come up to me and be like, hey, I heard you got this going on. Why you didn't tell us? And I was like, well, hey, I'm on the job. I ain't want to tell you. Right you need to tell us. You need to tell us when we're going. And the crazy thing is I did a murder mystery during the run of the show. All my, bo my bosses came. One of my, the main one who created the show flew from L.A to here just to come to the show and then flew back the next day. So I was just super grateful for that. So I think it's important, like y'all was saying earlier, man, you gotta, you know, you gotta toot your own horn sometime and just at least make people aware of what you do because a closed mouth, closed mouth don't get fed at all. So I think that it's a healthy place to go and show up and do your job first that you dare to do. And then once it organically comes, then yeah. you start close. Don't be promoting your business and being green on the set. But once it organically comes up and you're able to like navigate a safe space that feels right, go ahead and let them know. I think it's okay to let them know and then you know you can go from there. Yeah. But they do, they people promote their stuff. And then you know the ones that promote it to be like extra or whatever, but then you know the ones that's just like, oh, by the way, I'm I'm a writer and director. I would love for you to look at my work. Or by the way, um, I got a show this weekend. I would love for you to come out and you know what I'm saying, see it and check it out. Yeah. Anybody else local that you work closely with, like yeah. North Mississippi local? Yeah, man, you know it's a dude club that. Uh, how do I get it? I said, I, I love you too, cuz I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate. That's one of my cousins. Beautiful, beautiful. She uh support a lot of the shows or whatever. Joy, you made no sense. When's your next play in Memphis? It's gonna be Ricky. It's gonna be uh February twenty sixth. We're gonna do a murder mystery February twenty sixth. I'm sure the uh, tickets will be on sale soon. So I hope you can make it. I hope you can make it for real. So what, what was the question? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just... <laughs> my bad. My bad, man. My bad. I promise you. My bad. What was the question again? I <laughs> Uh, <laughs> in that moment, I promise I forgot as soon as I saw that. Hey, Prince, is anybody local? Who, who, who you oh, got it, got it. <laughs> in this field, on this job with me? Just in general. Just in oh, general. yeah. So, you know Rakita? You know Rakita? Mm -hmm. One of my cousins? Yeah, Rakita's in it. Um, Who else? Local, though. Brandy, she in my plays, but you wouldn't probably know her. Hmm. Shay Brianna, you know Mickey Shaw? Mickey Shaw. Yeah, Shay Brianna, she's in it. He, he, he ran he he ran uh security for the horse show. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I did I did the Miles Weaning, couldn't wean. Weaning. It's a guy. Oh, oh, oh. He calls him oh. <laughs> Yeah, y'all know um Bianca Kathy from Central? Yeah. yeah. She's in the costume department for this show. Okay. Yeah, Bianca do a costume on the show. That may be all y'all may know, though. That's dope, though. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. Hey, one thing I didn't know, I know you're, you're doing the rock show, yeah. but um, 
he grew up in like in, he stayed in walls for a while. Yeah, he stayed with this guy in walls. Yep. Yeah, he was like nineteen. Yeah, Ooh. the rock. The rock. Dwayne Johnson. What's mm-hmm. the main name, man? He, to get to walk. Walk. he was a he was staying with this other wrestler. He let him sleep on his couch. Yeah, I thought. Oh, you're talking about uh you know him. Is it Kamala? No, I don't think it's Kamala. Kamala didn't stay in Wild. Kamala stayed uh like Kamala in Sentobia. Yeah, downtown like Bruno. Barrow, damn yeah, that's who it is. That's who it was. Downtown yeah. Bruno. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. He came on set too a lot. He came on set. Yeah, and the, the rock. Uh, oh, somebody yeah. got down bad at the casino, and they just end up in walls. <laughs> <laughs> that man was—he spent a lot of time in Memphis. And the crazy thing is, we shot his part of the series two weeks in September, and he was gone, gone to make to do another movie. Yeah, two weeks. We shot him. Yeah, still working around in there. It's crazy how it put this work together. Yep, he—he's—he—he he was cool though, man. He was great, good person. Super cool person. Um, on a lighter note, I, I don't know if you can answer this question. It ain't nothing crazy, but who, who's the most famous person you have in your phone contacts right now? Oh man, <laughs> I got a, I got more. What well, dang? I guess Nisi Nash. Yeah, probably the most famous. Her or Jimmy Smiths. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah. I think Nisi Nash. Yeah. Because, but they famous, but I got, like, it's more people that have created, you know what I'm saying? Folks that we know, you know what I'm saying? Not created them, but like gave them the opportunities. Right. But uh, yeah, I would say like Nisi Nash would probably be the most famous person number in my phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's my famous. I got Eric Fitzpatrick, Jermaine, Joy. Here you go, man. Here you go. You know? I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Definitely ain't famous, but you know, I appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> Thanks for not throwing it away, you know. What? what? My number, because you got the same number since you was at Sharon Williams when I called you. That's fine. Yeah, still got the same one. He might not want everybody to know that, man. Too late now? <laughs> everybody know. So... What what okay? Can I ask a question? Yes, sir. Okay. So, what are like next steps for y'all? Like, what what are y'all thinking about doing with this platform and everything? Because it's great, it's smooth. Y'all organized. the The process was seamless. That's that's like, I don't want y'all to take that for granted. But it's got a lot of producers that got podcasts that don't. It ain't this seamless. Now it's it's a hassle. Yeah. Don't be on time. It don't operate well. And y'all operating at a very high quality. So I would love to hear about what the plan is. Well, well, first of all, we want to appreciate you for having a good Wi-Fi signal tonight. And, uh, what are you talking about? That, no, Wi-Fi? That's no shade to. <laughs> to no shade to the. <laughs> go watch episode six. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I I say my piece, and then they can you know say theirs. But I mean, I just want to you know keep growing, keep you know highlighting. Obviously, you know. In the future, we're probably gonna move beyond uh, cold water, and uh, but you know, right now this is where we are to make sure we we get the platform off off the ground, and you know, just talking about the stuff that we know and talking to the people that we know and we feel like people should know more about. So, uh, but as as far as we mentioned uh, the live thing, I think we've discussed it, you know, off camera. 
Um, and uh, so that's definitely something uh, I'm looking forward to uh, as well. That's going to be dope. Go ahead, man. I'm waiting on you, dog. Go ahead. No, you all want me to wait on you and stop cutting you off. Your turn. Bro, your top lip not moving. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, so I don't – I mean, we spoke, us three, about long-term and what ifs and, you know, what it could be. But uh, really, I don't think we have a, a plan for it. We're kind of just working because uh, I don't know. Maybe last year, maybe yeah, definitely was last year because the year just changed. But uh, it was just this quote that I read that just stuck with me, and it's like, um, sometimes you just gotta get to work and yeah. let things unfold as you get to work instead of waiting to the perfect moment. Man. So you know what I'm saying? Because it ain't gonna be no perfect moment. So it, and it really was about creative. So I use it for like finishing my album. It was like, you know what I'm saying? Just write, and once you start writing. It'll come to you and you'll become more creative as you're writing opposed to waiting when you feel like you're most creative to begin writing. And so mm-hmm. like I, I feel like for me personally, that's why I feel like we had in the journey, like we working and we figuring it out as we go. Because soon as the idea came, uh it was just like, Oh, that's what y'all want to do. Cool, let's do it next week. <laughs> and and that's you know what I'm saying. Since that day, we've been on every week. Yeah. Um, I was, gonna, I was gonna ask how, how much planning you thought we put into it before we kicked it off, but Matt just told you. But um, seemed like man, a lot. Uh, honestly, it wasn't. I know, yeah. but it, it looked, it feels like y'all did put yeah. a lot of planning yeah. into it. Yeah, it's planning behind the scenes though, but yeah, but like not to start the this yeah. whole thing off. It was just yeah. like, all right, shit, that's what you want to do. Shit, all right. Yeah, and what I what I would say is, man, we all um bring something different mm-hmm. to the table. And it all work well to go. Yeah, so, yeah, I do. As far as the plan um, and what it's going to be, I'm just having fun right now. Yeah. And part part of that having fun is us giving flowers to and acknowledging people from Coldwater, as they mentioned earlier, and then expanding out. Um, yeah. You know, some people we reached out to, we hadn't, they hadn't gotten back to us yet. You know, so mm-hmm. when we get when we get to that point where we feel like we've covered most of the people from Coldwater, then we're going to mm-hmm. start expanding out. And when I say expand out, I'm talking North Mississippi, Memphis, you know, Southeast, nationally, whoever we can get a hold to and sit down and talk to where it makes sense. That's what we're doing. And I think that our title or the name of our show may be a little intimidating. So sticks and stones, you know, sticks and stones mean may break your bones and all that. So Mm -hmm. some people who probably hadn't responded probably feel like um, we just bring them on to, you know, reading comments and shit. Thank you. Read read the comments, man. Go read the comments. Okay, I'm listening to you now. I'm listening to you. Stuff. But uh <laughs> but uh I think some people may feel like you know we're trying to uncover something they're trying to hide. <laughs> but uh but at the end of the day, man, it, you know, I think it's a pretty good platform and don't know what oh, it's a great platform. Come to. Yeah, don't know what it's gonna come to, but just having fun right now. That's dope. I think y'all have something insanely incredible. I think innately y'all may not like think that is amazing, but just following through with it and executing it is just next level producing. A lot of people say they're going to do stuff, but don't do it. So, yeah, I wish I had that's a law now. You know that. Law? Yes, sir. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <And> so, Prince. <laughs> Prince, 
Oh, oh, he has to make his appearance. Rayshon said, I'm just being missed. Man, that's what I do, Rayshon. That's what I do. That's what I do, man. I just, you know, when, when I feel like something needs to be said, I I, I ask. I ask some questions. But Prince, uh, mm -hmm. when I start operating my gift, man, if it, if it don't work out, you're going to let me come cut some of the hair on set? Yeah, I will. <laughs> I definitely will. I will. If you, if you let me know you want to, or your schedule allow, yes. Prince, you got some merch coming, man. I just they're operating your gift t-shirt need to be on. You know what I'm saying? Woo! Big one. I think I think I would love to do that. You gonna y'all gonna help me design it and stuff. I, I got you got is that that that's for sale what you got on? Uh yeah, this is not mine though. Um okay. I'm actually yeah, I, think I, heard I, I can send you the info, you know what I'm saying, where I got it from. I'm I'm kind of rebranding. Same yes, name, but yeah, I'm I'm behind the scenes rebranding on how I'm gonna come and a lot of the stuff that I see and that I like because I was creating stuff that I like, but mm -hmm. now like I just got a different idea about like even stuff I wear, like I wanted to have like a meaning when I put something on, um yeah. and nothing too crazy, but it just gotta say something like when I wear this or when I wear t-shirts that I be wearing, people just like I like your shirt, or you know what I'm saying. I, they can they can feel what I'm saying without me saying that. So yeah. it's kind of where I'm at. I think I heard uh, Mr. Hutchinson say love is a verb one time. <laughs> Who do I? Mr. Hutchinson. Who is Mr. Hutchinson, bro? <laughs> Y'all know the teacher. <laughs> I know who he is. That man is crazy. How, I don't know how to remember all these That's what I'm saying. I don't be remembering it like, bro. Until he said, I don't never remember it. I'd be like, golly, we've been out of school almost 20 years. <laughs> That man know everything out of school. I so y'all got some merch, sticks and stones, do or y'all got something coming? We we don't know, man. Maybe, maybe not. Since Prince Marine comes, I can go and change my background since I didn't do it early. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Prince. What's that? Oh, my brother, appreciate you, y'all. This brother, he's in the uh, costume department on Young Rock now. Great brother, man. Costume department. Yeah, it's incredible. He's also worked on like Rami and some other shows. And great brother, man, appreciate you. Hey, Ricardo, we may be able to bring you on, man, whenever you want to talk to us. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's a great one, man. Done a lot of great stuff. Lives in Philly, but here in Memphis right now. Good brother, appreciate you, brother. I just had an idea. What's it? That uh, we could possibly like do a rebranding of In the Heat of the Night. Cold water edition. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, hey. great idea, man. I ain't gonna lie. That is though. I think we can make a cold water edition of anything, man. It's gonna hit. <laughs> tell me, especially when they come in the church. It's always for real. Cold water is an interesting place, man. It's, it's I love it. I'm glad that we were raised. I posted something today, like I'm so happy I was raised in Mississippi because. They really, really taught us how to treat people, and that's some stuff you just can't, you can't teach. Yeah, most really. definitely. Yeah. Prince, well, anything you got, man? Any more questions you got for us? No, nah, I just look forward to seeing y'all rise even to higher heights and take this platform. I pray that y'all, you know what I'm saying, go further than your minds can explore, and that whoever's supposed to be impacted by it is impacted by it positively. So. I'm grateful for the opportunity to come on here. 
and I appreciate y'all having me and thinking about me enough to come. And I look forward to staying connected and doing whatever I can to contribute to the success of this movement for real. Yeah. The same to you, man. And then, um, one last thing for me, um, I don't know if you've seen Cedric Jackson's episode with us. Okay, yeah, what's your book about, right? Sean, Joy and putting them Jones up down perfect. He don't for the reading, man. No prison, that was he ain't gonna let get by. Every comment that come up, hey, but um, but uh, Dr. Cedric Jackson, man, he did an episode on mental health matters, and you know, y'all go to therapy. I go to therapy. I I don't, I need, I may need to. It's great. But that's what I was going to say, man. He has a great episode. So whenever you got some free time, man, just check that one out if nothing else. I'm going to check this one out. That's my favorite one. You go to therapy too? I don't. I may need I to. Do. I got PTSD. It's, it's a mandatory. Well, it's only, not mandatory, but I go for real. Don't know, no, no lie. Yeah. I want only, only therapy I use is Dr. Teal right now, the Epsom salt. <laughs> I, I probably need to uh, see somebody. Therapy is great, man. It's great. Just give you the tools you need to heal yourself. Yep. Yeah. Join you on lilac and lavender. Mm. Lilac and lavender, Dr. T. I use that melatonin, boy. <laughs> I don't go to sleep. Man. Hey, Prince, one more time, man. What's that uh, What's that website for the kids? This is the cooler.com. And then for the murder mystery, it's soulfulmurdermystery.com. And and princejamesproductions.com. So that's my three websites. Yeah. Yep. If y'all need to find them on Facebook, just type me in Prince and James. Yeah, find me, follow me. We have to bring the show oh, back yeah. to Goldwater. And let me know when y'all do something down there. I want to be a part of it. Yes, sir. Maybe, I, maybe we'll go to Dave's Barbershop and do it. Yeah. That'd be perfect. Yeah. That'd be dope. Right there in the middle. Yep. Yep. Barbershop. Man, appreciate you. Coldwater. No problem. In the steps. Yep. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate you, dog. No problem, man. Blessings, brother. Blessings to you, too.